What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Thanks so much for tuning in. On today's show, we speak to the power of fashion with Marina Tudors, the driving force behind BuyWire.net, a design and research facility focused on fashion tech. Marina was first put on my radar last month when I was in Finland speaking and researching on wearable technology and the future of fashion in Europe. The more I read about her and learned about her, the more I realized what an established expert she is in her field. Last week, you heard from Lisa Lang of Electric Couture and how she's working to build a fashion tech ecosystem in Berlin. Like Lisa, Marina is a connector, cultivating a community of technicians, fashion designers, students, and businesses to push fashion into the future. At Bywire, she works with companies like Philips to integrate emerging technologies into clothing. She develops prototypes, performs R&D testing, and has helped bring real fashion tech products to market. In addition to running Bywire.net, Marina is also an educator teaching in areas of fashion design and textile technology at three different educational institutes. If you're looking for a woman to watch in wearable technology and the future of fashion, look no further than Marina. Without further ado, my conversation with Marina Tudors of BuyWire.net. So Marina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Tell me about your work and how it sits at the intersection of fashion and technology. Yeah, so I'm, um, I'm educated as a fashion designer, but I try to implement or make use of technology uh, to make uh, fashion more relevant, more caring for us. So for me, technology is really to upgrade fashion, I think, connect it to people, make it more functional. To take it to the next level. Yeah, to take fashion to the next level, for sure. I'm very excited about some of the work that you're doing. So for those who don't know, what is Bywire? Yeah, Bywire is an institute that tries to combine research and design in fashion technology. We are a group of people, technicians and fashion designers, doing own commission projects, but also collaborate with, for companies like, for example, Philips Research or Whole Center or fashion designers, and yeah, try to uh, to bridge the gap between uh, between the two to come up with uh, with new concepts how yeah fashion can be upgraded. And so, in the Bywire ecosystem, you mentioned there's big companies like Philips. There's yourself, there's designers, technologists, and you bring these people together to bridge that gap as you were talking about. And there's also students that you invite in to learn and to collaborate with. So it's an entire ecosystem, as I understand it, and you're based in Holland. Yeah, I'm based in Utrecht in the middle of the, of the Netherlands, indeed. Uh, and also there, of course, you have always areas where they are really good in, for example, high tech, so that's more the Eindhoven area or better in design, like the Utrecht and Amsterdam area, or more better in textiles, like the Enfrey area. And I'm trying to uh, yeah, connect them, and, and Utrecht is perfect for that, because it's so in the middle. And you were talking about uh, about students. Next to running uh, this company uh, by Wired.net, I'm uh, educating at three different institutes, um, fashion design, textile technology, and interactive systems around the body. So yeah, different three different schools. And also there, I try already to bridge them, let them work together so that they can experience how it is. So you combine different expertises and how yeah, more deeper and more complex concepts you can you are able to create. Yeah, because I imagine that fashion students would maybe be expecting a more traditional fashion background, but you're exposing them to this new area and then also giving them 
the tools. So, so you're really busy. You're running this kind of like institute and then you have these three different teaching appointments and everything is about really just like getting your hands dirty with fashion tech. It's very fascinating to me. So maybe you can talk about how you work with companies to help foster innovations in fashion tech. Yeah, the approach is kind of different. Sometimes they have a very concrete question on, for example, Nuvu Live is, uh, is doing some kind of pain release issue directed towards the body. And then the, the question is, how can we place this, uh, this light onto the body and on those specific places? So then the question is really, really concrete. And um, what the thing is that I always do is uh, prototyping, so building examples on how we can make it wearable, how we can use technology on our body. Sometimes it's, it's a very vague thing that, or they have some kind of tech solution that I have to think of how it can be applied into fashion. Or, or sometimes I see a technology and I think, oh, why isn't it on the body? Right. So let's place it on it. And I have um, prototyping facilities available. Uh, so uh, like uh, 3D printer, laser cut, but also ordinary shoeing systems and electronics. Yeah, in the electronics department. So that we also really can build things. And I think that's the main yeah, quality check, maybe. Uh, if you can have something in your hands, if you have make something tangible, you immediately see if it's supposed to be wearable or not at all. Currently, a lot of fashion tech things aren't wearable or at least not social wearable currently yet. And that's maybe also the stage that we are in now. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. A lot of the things that we're seeing come out are costume and concept pieces or prototypes. So what you're saying is that your facility actually provides the research and development to see if something could truly be wearable, not just for the fashion shoot, not just for the runway, but something that could truly be rolled out into consumers' lives. So I'm wondering, have you worked on any large-scale projects like that, or is it just costume pieces within Bywire? No, I worked on, uh, yeah, my ambition is really to get it on onto the street in everyday life. So indeed, not the special pieces. All my projects, I try to go as far as possible into getting it onto the street. And where it really works out is in workwear, more the functional side, and all kinds of different medical applications. Whenever you are in need of something, of course, then it's also the functionality is more easy, but still you don't want to show that you are in need of something or that you have have a disease or that, that you have back pain or whatever. In the projects that I did for Philips, there are quite some that are already uh, into the market, but more on the functional side. My ambition is still to have it like an everyday fashion. Yeah. And, and there I didn't end up yet to the market. Yeah, and I think it's really important because one of the opportunities that I see, and maybe you'll agree with me or disagree, but one of the opportunities I see is for fashion to really humanize. As you were talking about, there's all these medical disorders and diseases that technology can help, but people at the same time don't want to be a walking ad for diabetes or for blood pressure. So what I see happening, one of the trends that I'm seeing is how can fashion help humanize that whole process so it doesn't feel like you're wearing technology, it feels like you're integrating the technology. What are some of the other trends that you're seeing? Or maybe you could talk about the current state of fashion tech and where where it is and maybe where it's going a little bit. So, um, of course, more in the functional areas like medical, it is already accepted that and indeed we need to do a better job in humanizing it. You also see in work where we are really heading there, uh, the production tools are, are there, uh, we can make 
large-scale integrated technology into our environment. The technology is, is small enough, so I, I think it's all uh, doable also there. Then you see like the sports area where uh, where it comes into favor more and more. And, and then as last thing that you already mentioned, uh, like more the catwalk things, the red carpet uh, things, and, and also the hot couture shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, last but January, I had the pleasure to work with Uri Fischer um, on a couture uh, collection that is being shown in, um, in Paris Fashion Week. So I think it's, it's all around everyday garments, but not there yet. So it's all around in all the areas that have something to do with, with garments and, and textile production. Uh, it is doable already, but not in the like in the in the streets in the commercials. Yeah, so it's moving from from the runway to the streets. So I guess to make this concrete for people, can you talk about some specific fashion tech pieces that you've created? Yes, do you have do you have any specifics in mind? Well, I mean, I was very interested in what you were talking about with Philips, with the light and how they knew that this light could help heal the body or help heal back pain. Did something come of that? Yeah. So, for example, I worked on the Philips Blue Touch. That's a uh, product that well, Philips found out that blue light has a specific um, a quality. Uh, if you turn it towards your skin, it has a pain-relieving quality in a certain frequency and a certain distance towards to the skin. And uh, I was uh, helping them out since, I think, 2010 in the very early prototyping phase on how to get it then fixated on your body. And first, just the prototypes to have it only functional, but then also to go to the medical uh, test, to the clinical trials, and in the end, even towards the market. So that one is already for sale um, well, in, in more uh, drugstore uh, kind of uh, area. Mm-hmm. Well, next to that, after that, uh, there was a spin-off in Curiosity sites also available on the market. But that are quite like medical tools, huh? mm-hmm. so they, uh, they are being sold in, uh, in a specific area. Last year, I worked on a project called Nascalpagan, which we did for a um, Peruvian company, which is, of course, all about alpaca, but alpaca is quite a more old-fashioned, conventional material, high-class and they want to upgrade um, the branding of Alpaca by implementing technology to it. And I made um, a body monitoring uh, shirt uh, to make you more aware of your stress level and help you to, to reduce the stress or even get more activated when needed. So it has a kind of inbuilt training system. So on the sensing side, we are quite ahead in wearable technology. But also on the activating side to have a feedback loop, I think that's really interesting. What what we can yeah we can use our skin. The garments are so intimate and so yeah onto you. And in this one we use a yeah, training system that also manages your breathing system that is really integrated in the in the garment. And so you've worked with sensors, you've worked with solar. What do you, what's the biggest challenge in integrating technology into textiles? I think. Of course, you make it more complex if you add a layer of, of something into, into textile. So uh, the afterlife is still a challenge, like recyclability. Of course, recyclability of textiles is still a discussion. And if you add an electronics, you have to go through two cycles. So that's something that, that we really take care of or try to take care of. Mm-hmm. But it's still a complex thing. And there are always parts that, that can be exposed to too much 
extension or, or um, for example, water. So how to make those kind of connections to the more advanced technology and the, well, the very integrated one that can be washable. That's also uh, the connection thing is also quite, from a technology perspective, still a challenge. Yeah, because, I mean, I was speaking with Frederick Timor of Automat. They're trying to provide this toolkit to bridge the connection between fashion and technology. And he was saying that a lot of the chips that are on the market right now are really big. And so it's always a matter of, like, where do you hide them in the garment? But then on top of that, he was saying the connection, exactly what you're saying, is not there yet. Like, we don't have the infrastructure for this thing that we're calling the Internet of Things that's going to include our clothing. Like, we don't have that infrastructure for it. And, yeah, I can imagine that in creating connected garments that are always, like, alive and always on, it's going to be it's going to be a problem because they can't be plugged into the wall at all times, right? Yeah, for me, the, like the size of the components, is, it's not, not so much of an issue anymore. If you if you are really taking care of your concept, really doing the exact thing that you want to do, and, and normally it's not that many things, so you don't need that many pieces. That's also a problem that prototypes often have. They can do this and this and this and this. Yeah, and then no one is interested anymore because right. you want to have them for a specific need. And if you design them quite specifically, then like the technology is so miniaturized, um, that that's not really a problem. And we also found out that you can hide quite big things if you position them well mm-hmm. into your garment. We made garments that have like pieces of, of five by five, and, and no one was was even feeling it. But like really body wear. I think that that's not really an issue anymore. But then having them really secure connected, that that's indeed. Uh, as you mentioned, something that that still uh, yeah needs some thought and work and research. Next to that, but that's more on a on the design uh, area. Uh, the relevance and the usefulness and the integrationness of the concept in real life and that also still needs quite some work. We we make a lot of gadget materials. Why the hell do you want to wear it? Uh, we don't want to show off on at least. Most people don't want to show off. You don't want to glow uh, just in public. It needs to be like really, uh, yeah, really integrated in not not only from like a materialized point of view, but also from a conceptualized point of view. And yeah, that that's also still something that needs needs work or needs streamlining. I think, yeah. So why do you think some of the most innovative fashion tech designers are coming from Holland? What's going? On? Is it something in the water? <laughs> yeah, I see how Philip's already involved in uh, wearable tech since 2002, or maybe even 98. They, they made this jacket with, with Levi's, and they have already a big tradition in, in research in this uh, area. The high tech industry is, is good, and we like this kind of complexity thinking, I think, or we are educated to, to think in those kind of complexities. And fashion tech is quite a complex area. <laughs> It's already complex, but of course the dynamics and timing and, and the trends and, and also the huge production chain and then adding, adding even another kind of production chain as electronics. That's quite an ambitious or challenging or complex yeah, complex process. But I, I think we are challenged by that. And, and, and another thing, and that's what I discovered lately, that in, in the US they find it often strange that I work on so many projects that fail as well. Mm-hmm. We are not afraid of failing. <laughs> so it's, it's normal that 
in such a complex area that, that only one of the 10 projects is surviving. And I think that's also something that, yeah, that we are really used to in this high-tech industry that we have here in the Netherlands. So it's a combination of being able to tackle these large-scale, complex systems, but then also being unafraid that something might not work out, or expecting maybe that something might not work out, but maybe some of it will as well. Yeah, and, and not, we are not always able to handle it, maybe we are even attracted to complexity. That's really interesting because Holland seems like such a peaceful place and it seems like it's it's a sort of curated peacefulness. Like there's, everything works there, I find. Like everything is just efficient and has been thought out. So maybe, you know, being able to tackle those large system problems like how to organize a city maybe it trains the, the, the brain for thinking about how to reinvent other complex systems. You are more an expert as you, as you can look from, from abroad. Uh, <laughs> for me, this is, yeah, this is how it is. So. <laughs> so Marina, you're an educator. I wanted to know, what do you think fashion can learn from technology and vice versa? What do you think technology can learn from fashion? Technology can learn from fashion is uh, for sure the, like the empathy. Uh, what is going on in the world? What what's happening in like social perspective, and how do we want to have people react on it? So the more the visionary approach, the visual language, I think, on how then also make something that people really want, yeah, want to have or desire. That's something that technicians can learn from uh, from the fashion industry. Technicians always develop further because it's possible, right? Because they can improve something. Uh, instead of yeah, society is waiting for it or maybe doesn't understand that they are waiting for it, but they can make them waiting for it. Right. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, of course. I definitely have seen that in my travels, especially this summer, is that the technologists are iterating just because they can, but they, they need to step back and say, well, like, what is this for? Who is this for? And I think, yeah. as you mentioned, designing for humans and designing with empathy is, is very important in creating that aspiration that fashion is known for. And then I guess on yeah. the other the other side, what do you think fashion yeah. can learn from tech? Yeah, the, the actual product that fashion in the end also is can be made so much more relevant than it currently is. Hmm. It, it, it just, it feels just a piece of cotton or whatever. Well, it can start taking care of us so much more than it currently does. So I'm like really approaching something very advanced, innovative, yeah, way more relevant, way more useful. I think that's something that uh, that fashion designers can learn from, from technicians and also be being persistent in that, really going further and further and further in the development instead of moving very quickly to the next, next yeah. situation. Yeah, and it's interesting. There's also such an opportunity there because fashion and clothing is a wearable that we're all used to wearing. It doesn't really require a sort of changed behavior. Whereas if you're going to wear a computer on your face, like Google Glass, or even on your wrist, like, you know, Apple Watch, it's going to be something that you're not used to doing. Whereas clothing, we're all used to wearing. And so I think that you're right to say that the fashion designers can learn, okay, you're wearing a sweater, but how can that sweater be optimized to do more for that for that wearer yeah um so marina how can people stay in touch with you and follow your work at bywire i'm on twitter facebook linkedin and my website bywire.net 
by mindandwire.net. Okay, perfect. Well, we'll definitely put up links on Electric Runways that our audience can link to what you're doing. Marina, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you speaking with me today, and I'm very excited about all the work that you're doing over there in Holland, and I hope to stay in touch with, with everything you're up to, which is, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for, for showing your interest. That was my conversation with Marina Tudors of Bywire.net. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at electric underscore runway for your daily dose of fashion tech. Don't forget to check out electricrunway.com for images and links of everything you heard on the program. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future. Music from today's episode by Andrew Applepie.